Psalm 59, for the lead player, Al-Tash-Keshteth, David Mictum, when Saul set out and they kept watch over the house to put him to death. Save me from my enemies, my God, over those who rise against me, make me safe. Save me from the wrongdoers, from men of bloodshed, rescue me. For look, they lie in wait for my life, the powerful scheme against me, not for my wrong nor my offense, O Lord. For no misdeed they rush, aim their bows, rise toward me and see. And you, Lord, God of armies, God of Israel, awake to make a reckoning with all the nations. Do not pardon all wrongdoing traitors. Salah. They come back at evening, they mutter like dogs, they prowl around the town. Look, they speak out with their mouths and swords in their lips, for who would hear? And you, Lord, laugh at them. You mock all the nations. My strength, for you I keep watch, for God is my fortress. My steadfast God will come to meet me. God will grant me sight of my foe's defeat. Do not kill them, lest people forget. Though your through your force make them wander, pull them down, our shield and master. Through their mouths offense, their wor the word of their lips, they will be tramped trapped in their haughtiness, and through the oaths and falsehood they utter, destroy, oh, destroy in wrath, that they be no more. And it will be known to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob, Salah. They come back at evening, they mutter like dogs, they prowl around the town, they wander in search of food, if they are not sated till they pass the night. But I shall sing your, of your strength and chant gladly each morning your kindness for you were a fortress for me, a haven when I was in straits. My strength to you I would hymn, for God is my fortress, my steadfast God. Read this psalm from Robert Alter's translation. It's um, really hard to get away from it once you start uh, getting into um, the way that he translates the, the psalms. Um, I believe that he uh, does a, a better job of catching the poetry behind the psalms. Um, and it comes at the cost of maybe um, some clarity in English, uh, which I think is a reasonable um, it's a reasonable uh, trend uh, it's a reasonable thing to give up. Uh, I don't necessarily need to know precisely what the words are intended to mean uh, if I catch the poetry. Um, but there are some cases where he does things that um, seem perfectly normal when you read in English um, and preserve some of the uh, the Hebrew poetry. Um, but you lose that in the other translations I've been using. Um, maybe there are translations that do a better job of catching these things, but Robert Alters um, really seems to be consistent, or at least he's very good at noting when he follows it. A good example here is um, the uh, the second verse uh, that comes right after, or the it's essentially the, the first verse uh, that comes right after um, the uh, superscription. Um, where it says, save me from my enemies, my God, over those who rise against me, make me safe. Uh, and that is a chiasm, um, which I, I've explained before, um, but uh, it's a really um, clear one because the beginning and end are um, making, making me safe, uh, safe from my enemies. And uh, the center part is talking about the enemies, uh, safe from my enemies and over those who rise against me. And then 
the very next verse uh, is the exact same uh, chiasm. It's repeated uh, with different uh, different words. Save me from the wrongdoers and from men of bloodshed, rescue me. Uh, and when you consider the way that Hebrew poetry uses parallelism um, to make its point, uh, this is a really um, sort of a, a wonderful uh, pair of verses because it's two chiasms. They say the same thing, um, and uh, and they say it in slightly different ways. And so um, there's a lot of uh, structure and symbolism, and um, I don't know about symbolism necessarily, but there's structure and uh, and um, form that you don't catch in most English translations. Uh, the other thing that I think is sort of um, fascinating is that um, this line, uh, they come back at evening, they mutter like dogs, they prowl around the town. That actually occurs um, twice, uh, once in verse, uh, I guess, verse 7, and then again in... Um, in verse 15. And uh, so there's a question of why is that? What, what happened? Uh, why is that particular uh, line repeated? Um, and a very obvious answer would be uh, it's a scribal error. Some scribe wrote down the verse and then uh, they accidentally wrote the verse again. Um, how exactly they picked up in the right spots, we're not really sure. Uh, it's, it's not really... Uh, really clear exactly how this could have happened. Um, maybe um, maybe they were uh, you know separated by a column or something and and uh, the scribe was looking back and forth and, and just happened to pick this verse and didn't notice it when he started writing the second uh, the next verse in line. Uh, it fits better by the way uh, at the beginning of the poem by later in the poem um, it seems a little bit out of nowhere. Uh, the other thing um, that is sort of fascinating is the story that is being referenced is a story of David actually being, um, his house being watched. And uh, if he were to come out of it, um, he would have been killed. And it's his wife, um, I forget which wife it is. Uh, actually, I look it up and Michal. Um, uh, um, uh, who is Saul's daughter. Actually, it's Saul's daughter, not Saul's wife. I've forgotten this whole story. But, um, but she was the one who saved, uh, who saved David. Well, that's right. It's both his wife and Saul's daughter. Ah, I'll get there eventually. Um, anyway, she rescues him, and it's a physical rescuing. Uh, but the poem, the, the psalm, it's pretty clear that um, these people who are wandering around the town, it's metaphorical that they're they're plotting violence. Um, what they're really doing is slandering um, the poet, and um, and of course that's a, it's a very hard thing to go through, and it would have been especially hard in an honor society. Um, and so he uh, he has a lot of uh, um, difficulty knowing exactly what he wants. Uh, he says at one point, uh, don't kill them um, because he doesn't want people to forget. And then later he says he wants them to be destroyed. Um, and uh, and so it's a, it's a poem that has a lot of struggles, doesn't exactly know what to do. And it starts to come to my mind that maybe that's why um, so many of these psalms 
uh, try to place themselves in a particular historical context and associate themselves with David. Um, just because uh, it feels like if you've got these poems included in your sacred work, in your sacred book, um, they're a little too, um, they're not very pious. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're, uh, they're a little confused about exactly what they want. Is it okay to ask God to destroy people? Is it better that they stay alive? Um, uh, what, what's exactly going on here? And I think it uh, adds some credibility if you if you put it in the context of David. I don't think that's wrong either. I think um, when you read these poems and you think, well, this is what David was probably thinking. It's not wrong um, that uh, um, to put these ideas and feelings in David's um, mind during these particular incidents. It's just not, uh, it's not historically accurate. This is not, uh, it's not exactly representing what, um, what they say. Um, I don't know how many times I'm going to go back and uh, marvel over this, um, but the poems are really excellent. And um, the, uh, the editorial attempts to place them in, in a historical context seem odd. Uh, and it's hard to believe that these are actually what uh, the context um, that they originally came from. And uh, it's odd that uh, the scribes would spend uh, time and effort justifying each and every one of these and trying to find the spot, uh, sometimes successfully, and, but often not. Often doesn't make sense in the face of it. Um, uh, so I'm going to continue to struggle with it, uh, be amazed by it, uh, and uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what I run into next time. <laughs>